When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking City podcast and a happy new year to all the listeners who have tuned in for this Liverpool preview. I'm your host Ash Barami and I am delighted to be joined again by Simon Bykowski. Hello. And Ian Cheeseman. You alright? Happy New Year. Did I get that one right? Not quite, but nearly. <laughs> I get it better, I do better than Rich, don't I? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll do for me. That, yeah. That will do for me. Yeah, guys, it's obviously Happy New Year. We've got... Um, Fantastic game, haven't we? Tomorrow night. Look just at the a, grin a, on your face. Yeah, just just a almost like almost like a title decider tomorrow yes. night. How are we feeling, Ian, going into that? Uh, I can't deny I'm feeling a little bit nervous, um, and maybe that's a good thing because you know during the last eighteen months or something, City have dominated the world of football. Really, if you want to take it that far, and played some magnificent football, generally without too much jeopardy. You've been able to just sit back and enjoy it. Um, and now there's a little bit of jeopardy because they're trailing Liverpool and uh, defeat tomorrow. Unthinkable as that might be to, to City fans. If it was to happen, you'd have to say that the, the points gap uh, just under half a season to go, whilst not insurmountable, is, uh, is a tough, tough challenge because the way Liverpool are going at the moment, they hardly drop any points, they're hardly making any mistake. Uh, mistakes. They don't generally look as if they're going to lose a game. So if they were to fall 10 points behind after tomorrow's game, um, I think I'd, I'd have to say instinctively it feels like Liverpool will go and win in the title so there's jeopardy tomorrow it's uh, it's, it's exciting it's frightening it's uh, it's exhilarating it's all the things you want to enjoy in a football match It's interesting what you said there about you being nervous and almost like City have obviously dominated the last 18 months of the Premier League just looking back through the last few years in the Premier League there hasn't hasn't been a like a clash between two teams going directly for the league with this much importance, has it? I mean, United played City. Hang, hang on, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! City played United. It's, but, where, where are you going back to? Twenty twelve. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Twenty twelve. I mean, that's Cut a long time, wasn't it? That, that, yeah. that was bigger than this one. Yeah, it was but, bigger. But even then, that was what I was going to say is is this is probably the one clash that since then there hasn't been many games like this between two teams directly in competition for the title do you see where I'm, I'm coming from tonight? yeah I see yeah yeah I want to want to help you out here but yeah, um, yeah. It's, it, well it's Fish, changed on it because it was like a top two clash two weeks ago and it was, you know, you were looking at it whereby Liverpool could have won the game and still not been top or City could have lost the game and still been top or whatever. But now we've had the Christmas fixture. It's now City have to win pretty much if there is to be a title race for the next few months because seven points ahead Liverpool, like Ian said, if they go 10 points clear, then it's very, very hard to see City, uh, City coming back. But it's exciting because City can roll back and we saw in the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinal when they were 3-0 down, so not quite seven points, but, you know, it's a similar scenario. And City started like a house on fire. Fans were electric. So it all being well, it should be a fantastic game and you can see City being right up for it. 
and obviously Pep had his press conference earlier today, which you two both attended. What did you what 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 feeling do you get from that press conference from today? The feeling I got was that Pep is ready for it. He he was alive. He was answering in detail. He was snappy at times. He was sarcastic at times. He was passionate a lot. He was. Cheeky at times. Cheeky at times. There were a few winks going round. He 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 is ready, and he says, you know, he's really calm. Um, these are the calmest. He trusts his players. There was sort of a an us against them man mentality. He seems to think that no one's giving City a chance tomorrow, which I think you know Liverpool are, will be hard to beat. Um, but I, I don't think anyone's written City off at all. Um, but yeah, you came away thinking he's up for this one I think or I did yeah I'd agree with that I'd, I'd say um, obviously the, the, the press conferences is split into two halves in theory although in, in reality it certainly wasn't halves today it was a very small section at the beginning <laughs> 5 and 25 <laughs> minutes for the two which we can't obviously discuss because it's uh, not no. and, and, and yes. for people who don't understand that that just means that the stories are kept back from that section until 10.30 tonight so that the newspapers who are published tomorrow including the evening news of course can run them in tomorrow's editions or on, online so it's, there's no big conspiracy theory because a the number of times I get asked about this embargo <laughs> bit as if it's some sort of you know Russian uh, controlling <laughs> of the media it's nothing to do with that it's just a, an agreement between the various media outlets and the club but what's disappointing um, is that the first section people stop very ask very few questions so we got that KDB's back in training um, that the decision will be made tomorrow he's feeling a lot better that was the only question that was asked <laughs> about team news so for all we know given what's happened in the past there could be somebody who's had a serious um, obviously touching wood and everything as I say this somebody could have had a serious injury today and because Pep wasn't specifically asked about it we don't know and then tomorrow it could come out of the blue. Um, but KDB is the one most people are worried about and the decision will be made on match day by the sounds of it, but it's a lot better. Other than that, I mean, you know, he, he described Liverpool's Liverpool possibly as the best team in the world at the moment. But then as I've driven here to to record this podcast, I've also heard Klopp saying that City are the best team my, in the world. Mind so games. Is that, what, it, is that what mind games are? Is that what it is? It's a very polite mind game, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, you know, it's taking the pressure off themselves. It's Pep's created this idea that everyone's against them, and so it's them against the world. And it's a you know brilliant if they can overcome those odds and the favourites and and rise to the occasion. Whereas Klopp's saying no, City are still the team to beat. There's huge pressure, isn't it, on City? There's more pressure on City and Pep tomorrow than there is Liverpool. Was that? That's I don't think so. Uh, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. In the sense that City at home, they've had a few bad results. They've got to win. They've yeah. got to win to make this into a, a tighter title race. And, and there'll be City fans listening to me now, and I can't blame them for saying this, that the City were that far behind United with like five games to go or something in 2012, and they still won it. But I see this Liverpool team, and I sincerely hope I'm wrong when I say this, but as a more consistent team who will continue to get results all the way through to the end of the campaign. Now, obviously, again, I'm touching wood that I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong. But that, this feels different to the to that United team at that, at that time. Um, you know, Fergie was coming towards the end of his time. He wanted to get out with his head held high. They'd bought short term to, to bring players in to try to compete with City. And it felt like 
like it was just a short-term fix. Whereas if Liverpool don't win the title this year, they ain't going to go anywhere. They are going to be title contenders now for the foreseeable future. And unless suddenly half of their players were sold, um, you know, by, by their owners or whatever, then I don't see them going anywhere. I see them, see them being really strong opponents. So this isn't do or die for Liverpool. That's what I'm saying. Um, and neither but it, is but it it's the, City. But it's their best chance ever to win the league. They will not, not get a better chance to win the league. Not ever. 29 years, is it? Best chance, probably apart from the Stevie G slip-up one, um, the best one they've had to 29 win, years. To, yeah, to win the Premier League. It's yeah. the best chance to win their first ever Premier League. Because I think you are... Oh, don't bring me that Premier League they, nonsense. They do, First division do you think, Premier League. Do you think they have a better team than they had? Was it when Rodgers and Suarez and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, much better. Yeah. More importantly, I think they've got a much better manager. But I still think if they don't win it this year, then will they be strong next year? You can say, oh, we'll be stronger because we've been through the failure. But I think you need to, you need to take advantage when when your team is there are City better for the failures in the Champions League no they need to take advantage and that's why they were so upset when they didn't get through in 2016 the semi when they didn't have a go against Real Madrid because that was there to be won rather than just say oh we made it to the semi-final well done they wanted to drive on because if you don't drive on then you get left behind so I think if Liverpool do not win the Premier League this year from the position they are in I don't think they'll have a better chance for a long long time Interesting. Would you, would you yeah, that? yeah that, that's persuading me a little. Um, so <laughs> we've so come together. I've seen your yeah. view as well. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Debate. I think everyone's come together to support City tomorrow night. I don't think no, I don't think anyone other than Liverpool fans want to see Liverpool win the league. It's I mean, amazing. It's- I mean, I, I saw something on social media. Um, I think Henry Winter, who I respect greatly, who writes for the yeah. Times, uh, did a tweet that said something like, he wrote a piece "Everybody." On it. Everybody wants Liverpool to win, and everybody and, should want Liverpool yeah, to win. And, I'm th- and, and, and I, I've got so much respect for Henry; it's untrue. I think he's a fantastic fella, a great writer. But I'm completely at odds with what he's saying in that article. And I think um, City fans certainly would disagree with that very strongly. Um, but I think there is a, actually it's that sense of entitlement from supporters and from the club uh, that that uh, feeling that it, something is their right, which really rubs people's back. Up. It's one of the things that has made United over the years not liked by many people outside of United fandom. And and obviously I have a lot of experience with talking to City fans all my life really, but particularly at the moment. And at the moment I still don't feel that there is ever that sense of entitlement from City fans. So everything that they get and everything that they, that they achieve, the club, is seen as just aren't we lucky. Whereas with Liverpool fans, it's no, it's our right we are the biggest club in we're just we're bigger than United well yeah you can have all those arguments you want but yeah, there's no sense of entitlement nobody is entitled to win the league title too many titles in that expression wasn't there but you know what I mean and, and that's what rubs people's backs up and, they, and they, there's a lot to like about the Liverpool team under Klopp absolutely brilliant project big and, admirer yeah, of Klopp I'm yeah. a big fan of Klopp but kind of every there's also too much hype around Liverpool and that is a you know I want to like them but they're liked too much by other people first so you sort of want to rein back against that That, that that's the feeling Liverpool game a few years ago in the Europa League well, yeah, yeah, I mean, if, I, I, if you remember that, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to pull out individual organisations <laughs> or whatever, but there was a a tweet yeah. from one 
news outlet that should know better. That there was supposedly a review of 2018 and said Liverpool are on the brink of history. And you think, well, it's I don't know their their version of brink must differ from mine. But you you don't want to be on the brink for five months, do you? Don't think anyone does. It's um, there's a sense that people can get carried away with themselves where where Liverpool are concerned. Yeah, and with with tomorrow night, I mean. I don't want to be all negative, but if, if the worst case scenario, City do lose, would Pep then, do you think he would then shift his mindset maybe over towards the Champions League, going to try win that? Or do you, do you think he might he might have like a plan in his head if this maybe does go wrong, we're going to full focus Champions League or is it still going to be a case of balancing the both out, we can still win the Premier League? I mean, I, I think he could, but to be able to have such plans you need to know that your squad is going to be fit and I think the problem for City at the minute is that it's just a bit of a mess with form and fitness you know on the day they've got 11 players that can beat Liverpool and any team in the world but they're not coming into this with that 11 having played we've not seen the best 11 on the pitch this season so yes I ideally you want to pick and choose players for different competitions and you know make sure that you have your best 11 for each game but as we've seen the reality doesn't allow for that the other thing I'd bring into this is that when Pep was asked and, he, and his answer today was I've talked about this three times about potentially signing anybody I don't know what you thought Simon but obviously I was looking at him as he was answering that question and I couldn't quite work out whether he was suggesting if City don't win and obviously would never have used these words but there was inferring that if City don't beat Liverpool or, or lose a bit more ground in the title race or whatever that that might affect whether or not he changes his mind because he was very adamant I have you know I've said three times I'm not signing anybody and today I'm selling you again I'm not signing anybody but then and he didn't need to finish the sentence <laughs> off at that point. And the, the wink came after this comment. It was not wink comment. It was comment wink. But there definitely was a wink in there, which was how I'll feel tomorrow. Now, does tomorrow literally mean tomorrow, meaning the day of the Liverpool game? Or does he mean in the future? So this is where all the interpretations need to be made by people <laughs> watching him and listening to him. But was he hinting that... If it's not quite going the way he wants after the Liverpool game, maybe he changes his mind. What do you reckon, Sam? My hunch is no, but it was a very interesting way of putting it. I think he was just being mischievous, but you pro- yeah, um, maybe you're right. Yeah, but he could well have I been could, saying. I, I don't know. That's the thing. There's so many things he could have been saying. Cheeky bastard. Um, and I, I think he, I think he knows that. With, with what he said Perhaps he does, he's just leaving the he door slightly like, open yeah he does like to play a few games but as well you know he, he's not going to reveal in a press conference first his intentions is he if yeah, yeah you know you pick up a paper this morning whether I don't know you, you'll have to forgive me for which papers it were I'm not going to name any anyway but you know City have three targets and they're closing in on three January targets and yet the manager has just sat there in a press conference and said nope told you three times already not signing anybody. Mm. 
I think and, and, it, uh, reputedly, and, and he was also asked about players going out. Diaz has picked his shirt number at Real Madrid, and yet, obviously, I know he's only a kid, and it's a it's a different thing. It's a player going out, which people might not be as bothered about. I don't know, but again, that that would be his his answer of no, nothing's happening in January would also be wrong if Diaz went out, wouldn't he? Hmm. He he would not be the first City manager to whose words in January were proven wrong. I was going to say my point. <laughs> I was going to say it's quite smart by Pep to say that we're not going to sign you. We're not going to sign anyone because if he says, "Yeah, we're active. We're trying to sign someone," if, if by worst case scenario that doesn't happen, then that's a that's one way for the media to think and think, "Oh well, you must be unhappy now because you wanted to sign someone." It hasn't happened. You're right, Ash. It's it's, it's certainly it's it's the, when you look at what Mourinho done and what Conte done at Chelsea. I mean, I think we spoke about this was the last week that he put the pressure on them, and obviously they're now. Not, none of them are at their clubs now whereas Pep looks like Mike just thought well I know, what to, I know what to say and do and we'll leave that to them to sort out and that that's the thing with Pep he will always defend his players in public and so you know I think he got the sense today that people were being slightly critical of the team or pointing out weaknesses and so his responses were my team are fantastic my players are fantastic you know I'm so so happy with them what more could you want from them but Liverpool are superhuman at the minute as was illustrated by his post-match reaction to Zinchenko's performance yeah. last time out yeah. which we all know that uh, he made a mistake that, that led to the uh, the, you know, the opening goal um, but he wasn't the best player on the pitch is what you're saying well, that was the way Pep was talking it up, wasn't it? Yeah, that he was the best player said. on the pitch. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw Stuart's uh, marks as, uh, as I was travelling uh, back from the game with him and uh, I think Zinchenko actually got the lowest marks. <laughs> so in complete contrast to Pep. But we all understand, and that's what you're getting at, Simon, that you know the manager's job sometimes is to bolster, to, 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 to lift his players. And Zinchenko crossed for Aguero's goal and, and, and pl- actually played I thought quite well in patches in that game the big question that people are asking about him the fans is his defensive capabilities and he himself if he was sat here now and discussing it with us which by the way if you want to come and have a chat to us Alexander you can come anytime you want but you know if he wanted to discuss this he would say I'm not a left back Fabian Delft would say I'm not a left back um, they've been filling in for Mendy because of this long term injury Zinchenko is arguably a number 10 or a winger and he has some great attributes and he's only a young player and I think he, he could be given the right type of management which Pep clearly is capable of become a wonderful player whether ultimately he can be a left back is a different question and, and also a sort of slight media point is that fans will always care more what the manager says than what journalists say. True. So if we think Zinchenko's had a bad game and then ask Pep and he says, yeah, the line will not be Zinchenko had a bad game. Oh, and here's what Pep said. It will be Pep says Zinchenko had a bad game. Whereas if he defends him, then we can still write he had a bad game, but then say, but Guardiola defended him and Guardiola is always the top line because people want to hear what he has to say more than what you know, we have to what, say. He's more important than us. <laughs> Come on, Simon. <laughs> Which he well knows. I, if, wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. If you could strengthen one position in January, just this, this is a question to both of you. You can both go. What would you 
what would be the position for you, Ian? What would you, what position would you strengthen, Jamie, would, if you had only pick one? If I could only pick one, I suppose it would be left-back, to be mm. honest, because I think they do need a, a proper defensive-minded, not, not one, I'm not saying one that can't go forward as well, but somebody who is actually experienced and has been taught throughout his career, through youth development and everything, playing as a defensive left-back. Now, I think against Liverpool, and I've said this, by the way, Previously, I'm sure I've said it on this podcast uh, last season that I thought Danilo at left back, particularly against Liverpool, would be ideal because he's a right-footed fullback. Now, admittedly, his, his strength is playing on the right-hand side, but with Salah being a naturally left-footed player, he wants to cut in. Who's always out on the Liverpool right? There doesn't seem to be a lot of variation in the way that they use him. To me, Danilo would play at left back in this one game, but in the long run given that Mendy now has had two long-term injuries. Um, to me, that that's the, the place. But of course, the defensive midfield is so crucial and maybe another striker. So there are other areas. But if you forced me to pick one, it'd be I think it'd be left back. Inside. I hold a midfield. I would clone Fernandinho. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the only way. That's the only way of guaranteeing, you know, that you'd get... Um, someone as good as him. It's a sign of how good of a footballer they are when you say just clone him. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I Everything think I, I think the left back problems kind of do stem from not having Fernandinho or not having Fernandinho fit because he's so good at covering for everyone else. Mm. There is actually a way you can clone Fernandinho because we've seen it now with Raheem Sterling's uh, son. Who um, <laughs> you know we've seen all over social media with that shot that arguably is better than Raheem himself. So if Fernandinho has a son, th- that could effectively be already a clone being developed, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. It might take longer. It might not be in time for the January window. <laughs> no. One day technology, you think that'll yeah stuff like that will happen, but yeah. Probably not in our lifetime. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've seen a few combined 11s been going around City and Liverpool. I mean, you've got, you've got two world-class squads, right? <laughs> yes. Um, Always delightful there... to write combined yeah. squads. You don't get any arguments about... The Liverpool Echo. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liverpool are desperate to, to find out my views for... The, combined now I am as well. So what? What is? <laughs> yeah. what, what? Are there any? What, I mean, there's always going to be one or two. But is which, who are the players that here, you would take from Liverpool? Here is my eleven for a, for, for a one-off on game: Edison, Kyle Walker, Laporte, Van Dijk, Robertson, Fernandinho, De Bruyne, Silva. Which one? Uh, David. Yeah. Salah, Aguero, Sterling. Three Liverpool, eight City. Are we not so, one short there? Van Dijk, Salah, and Robertson. Yes, those would be my De three. De Bruyne and David Silva and Fernandinho. And Fernandinho, that's right? Fair. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yours, Ian. Yeah. Well, you can just pick. You can just pick the Liverpool players because obviously. <laughs> no, pick, pick eleven. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, I don't think there's much between the two goalkeepers so obviously out of loyalty I'll go with Edison um, and I would go with Kyle Walker but the the one reservation I've got is his form at the moment is has taken a dip uh, but over overall because of his experience etc probably go with yeah. Kyle Walker um, Van Dijk and Laporte as the two centre-backs um, What a combination that would be Yeah, that yeah and, and, and City did try to sign Van Dijk by the way didn't they about, eight, about a year ago was it? 
Uh, it was earlier than no, no. It was. Um, He's been there two years now. Two years, I think. Yeah. Well, certainly they tried. He's to only sign been him. there a year, but they they tried before, but not. Well, City were just, after him. Yeah, they they turned their nose up at the the price hmm. when Liverpool did sign him. I think I'd go with your left back because City obviously Robertson because City haven't really got a left back. I can't argue with Fernandinho, David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. So I think in midfield City are much stronger. But if you look at the front three, I don't think you can argue that Salah's got to be in that team. Um, If you're going with Firmino and Mane as the other two, um, then I'd probably go with Aguero and Mane. Um, so Sterling and, Sal- and Sane at the moment perhaps perhaps wouldn't get in, which uh, is a bit heartbreaking, really. It's all right, it's fictional. It's fictional, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all fictional. There'll be someone in the comments criticising that selection anyway. And well, of course. It doesn't matter who you pick. It's only an opinion, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, right in the opinion, you can you can say what yours is, no, no problem. Still give us a five-star rating, though, <laughs> and subscribe, you know, just so five you can argue with us further. combined 11. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, tomorrow night, Si, how, how do you see the game going down? Obviously, how, what do you see happening? I see it... I see it being quite similar to that second leg. I think City will come out firing and try and blast him away in a, a show of confidence. I know he was very, very conservative at Anfield and it would have worked if Maris had scored the penalty or if they got that other penalty that the ref didn't give. But I think what City do best is is blow teams away. And I know that plays into Liverpool hands, but I'd, I'd just back the players that... Yeah. Got them 100 points to go out and I was just about to say, it. it's it's a strange one with Liverpool because I was thinking City play Liverpool, it's going to be two teams going for it, trying to control the game, win the game, playing attacking football. But looking at, obviously, the stats and how many little goals Liverpool concede this season, you do just imagine that Liverpool will sit off and be like, they will allow City to come onto them and maybe look for that, that counter-attack. So, obviously, Pep will know obviously better than any of us, but... That is that, that is a concern, isn't it? Going into yeah, that. I agree that Pep will know better than us, but my reading is that Liverpool play in, in phases rather than City play, are, are capable of playing for 90 minutes in one all-encompassing way. That's the way that their team is structured. Limit the opposition by having lots of possession. And yes, you might have little moments where it clicks and everything, but generally speaking, I think City play one way for 90 minutes, whereas I think Liverpool, play within themselves for phases and then sort of do and, and that's what's happened actually in a couple of the games between City and Liverpool where there's been a mad 15 minutes as they call it and yeah. City have you know Pep said today something like you know yeah you know a 15 minute spell undid us in this game I believe that's because Liverpool have these 15 minute spells and that's the way Klopp builds his team so I think predominantly um, they will sit if that's the way you want to describe it or play within themselves and then just suddenly either something sparks them I don't know whether it comes from the manager or collectively I don't know how that works that's where Pep knows better than me a lot better than me but Liverpool will then become this counter-attacking pressing team that suddenly starts putting pressure on City and as long as City can cope with that then then they're capable of winning it it's it's dealing with those little phases that's the problem mm. I think um, Guardiola's got a plan I really do I think um, you know the last two games so the league game at Anfield Guardiola got the better of Klopp tactically 
you know, they should have won that game. And the second leg, the Champions League, Guardiola, you know, had the right idea. They would have been 2-0 up with all the momentum at half-time if that legitimate goal had been given. It didn't and it all went wrong. But I kind of think, yeah, Klopp can, has got this fantastic record against Guardiola and is ready, but... I, I, I don't know. I just I've just got a feeling that Guardiola's got a plan that he thinks will will work Liverpool out. And mm. there will and be that little bit of. I mean, you know, you were asking before Ash about the, who's got the pressure on them, you know, and and on on the face of it, City have got the most pressure on them. But on the other hand, if you look at it from a Liverpool, if you were a Liverpool fan or you were looking, we were talking now on a Liverpool podcast, uh, you know that if your team goes to the Etihad tomorrow and wins, you've sort of got a finger on the trophy, shall we say. Roy Hodgson's very happy. (laughs) (laughs) And that that does put a lot of pressure on Liverpool and and the expectation level on Liverpool has gone up because they're unbeaten, because they're top of the table, because they're seven points clear. So, you know, my, my biggest hope is that Liverpool believe their own hype a little bit and and... You know, it sounds amazing to say this, and certainly I know Klopp won't want to do this, but slightly underestimate City and where they are at the moment, and that could actually be their undoing. So that's what I'm clinging on to at the moment. (laughs) Whatever happens, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating game for many different reasons tomorrow night. Ultimately, I know you didn't do predictions, do you, Cheeseman? But (laughs) we're not going to squeeze one out you for tomorrow. No, well, even harder to predict. I mean, that's why I don't do predictions. I mean, who if I, you know, you if I'd have been forced into a prediction before Crystal Palace and Leicester, (laughs) I would have, I never would have predicted Crystal Palace and Leicester to win those games. Never, no logic would have said that to. Funny in it because. wasn't too long ago it was being put out that it was the most competitive uncompetitive league ever and yes. no one from the bottom ever beat the teams at the top and it's boring it's become boring hasn't yeah it? it's, it's, it's amazing how like an assessment made over like 10 games actually needed more time for yeah. for it to play out and, and even within that Southampton game which was obviously the last game um there were key turning points you know if Zinchenko's penalty had been given and Southampton had actually gone ahead would that have affected City's confidence and that that's the type of thing that you can't predict in football Um, so and I'm glad you can't predict it um, because I'm going to the game tomorrow you know thinking what is going to happen and that's what makes it exciting so I I, I, at the moment as a lifelong City fan and again lots of people probably relate to this um, I've sort of seen that many disappointments a lot more than I have the successes that I go slightly worried into the game if I'm being honest and slightly fearful that um, that the Blues could could slip so that's uh, shall I predict a Liverpool win and then that means that I, I, you know I can't lose in a way can I that's one of the things when people bet you're better against your own team and then you win either way don't you you can't but do I don't that though, bet, can you? So. You, even even when you win money you're kind of almost disappointed that you, your team you're disappointed that your team's lost so it's just that's it's, why I don't bet yeah lose or lose and ultimately Sai you have a you have I, a fiction I Guardiola's enchanted me. I think he's got something up his sleeve and I think City will, against expectation, win the game. Whether that will be enough to 
sort of win the title. I don't know, but it will make it a lot more interesting. Mm. I love that. You see, Simon's got this ability to be able to step back from this because he's not, you know, you're not, you, you, you know, I'm not revealing anything by saying you're not a diehard blue. No. So therefore, not a City fan at all, we can say, yeah. yeah so. So, so therefore, that gives me comfort that, that Simon, <laughs> with his objectivity, coupled with his intelligence, <laughs> is going for City. So, so I, I feel I, that will enchant and uplift me now. Oh, well, that's a nice, a nice way to end, isn't it? Yeah. If, if we are ending, we can carry on for a while if you like. Actually, we can we can do whatever you want. As long as, <laughs> well, I just hope that that unbeaten run of Liverpool does come. What to do you end. What do you think Oof. will go down tomorrow? Yeah, you're neutral, I was, aren't I was, you? I was thinking that. Oh, I personally think it might be a draw. I do think we've got be. all bases covered. Then haven't yeah. we? One of us might is be a two-two. Right. Yeah. What Desmond. does what does the winner get? The winner. Yeah. Um, pack of biscuits. Pack of biscuits. It's good. Hobnobs, too precise. <laughs> yeah. Not in front of you at all, mate. No, but. no, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, I, whatever happens tomorrow, it's it's gonna we're gonna learn a lot, I think, about the title race as a whole and the picture. So, I mean, I think we'll, Pep's team selection tomorrow will be quite easy because whoever's fit, even if they're only half fit, if there is key players, he's certainly going to pick them, isn't he? Yeah. Because Rotherham and Burton are the next two games, both at home. Now, that's not disrespecting Rotherham and Burton, but if you needed two lesser games immediately after a big one of these so that you can take the risk of playing somebody who might not be 100%, yeah. you, know, you might know that after this game might need a rest of at least yeah, a game, absolutely. you can do it in this one. You know, yeah. if City were playing a Champions League game in the next one or playing United at the weekend or whatever then then there's this whole oh blimey you know do we want to take the risk they can take the risk whereas Liverpool interestingly you know will possibly think you know what we we could even lose this game and it wouldn't be the end of the world for us a draw is fine for us which encourages you in your prediction so they don't have to take risks in the same way fortune favours the brave doesn't it yeah, certainly does thank you guys for joining me today it was a, another good discussion we'll be back when will we be back next it'll be some probably some, you tell, well you're the boss some, sometime <laughs> probably between them two cup games lodged in between them it'll yeah be, early next week be quite a while it'll be quite early a wind down week, from yeah. Liverpool What's in the that? Premier League to Burton is it Burton away first up or is it home, home first home first oh, but rather okay. than first and then Burton right I'm sure we'll, we'll lodge one in in between them two cup fixtures Thank you for joining us on the Talking City podcast today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to us on Acast or any of any of your other uh, podcasting platforms you listen on, and be sure to leave us a review. It does help us grow. And thank you for joining us.